Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 22 of season 3 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Educating Archie was a British comedy show that aired on the BBC from 1950 to 1960 and featured ventriloquist Peter Brogue and his dummy Archie Andrews. Despite the unlikely success of a ventriloquist on a radio show, it was extremely popular and averaged 15 million listeners each week. The show was also famous for launching the careers of many relatively unknown comedians at the time, such as Tony Hancock, Benny Hill, Dick Emery, and many others. A very young Julie Andrews appeared on the show as Archie's girlfriend as well, later replaced by Beryl Reed. The show eventually spawned a spin-off series, Archie's The Boy, which aired from 1954 to 55, never matching the success of the original. The Bob Hope Show is one of the most successful comedy programs on radio, known as The Pepsodent Show. It ran from 1938 to 1948 and was one of the most listened-to radio programs during World War II. After the war, the show began to decline in ratings, and Pepsodent eventually pulled its sponsorship. In 1948, after a brief absence, the show was relaunched as The Bob Hope Show with new sponsor Lever Brothers Swan Soap. However, the show ran in the same time slot as the new sitcom Life with Luigi on CBS, which crushed it in the ratings. Due to this, Swan Soap pulled its sponsorship. The next year, the show again premiered with Chesterfield Cigarettes as its new sponsor, and over the next five years changed time slots and sponsors multiple times until it finally went off the air for good on April 21, 1955. Now sit back and enjoy the October 19, 1951 broadcast of Educating Archie, followed by the March 7, 1939 broadcast of The Bob Hope Show. We present Peter Brock and Archie Andrews in Educating Archie. We'll be educating Archie, so we'll be busy for a while. With Alfred Marks, Harry Jakes, Tony Hancock, Julie Andrews, Peter Madden, the Tanner Sisters, and the Headley Ward Trio. We'll be educating Archie, oh what a job for anyone. He's no good at spelling, he hasn't a clue. He tells us three sevens to make twenty-two. It's a problem you can see, to be educating Archie. Saturday afternoon, lunch is over, the dishes have been cleared away. And a man can stretch out his legs in his favorite armchair, switch on the football commentary and relax. Or can he? Well, we'll soon find out, so let's go over to their house and meet Peter Bruff and Archie Andrew. Bang, bang, Bing, bing, get up, Silver. Bing, Archie, Archie, please. Reach for your gun, partner. I'm a coming in shooting. Bang, bang, bang. Archie, please. I'm trying to listen to football. What do you think you're doing? I'm playing cowboys. Which way did they go, Sheriff? Oh, they went that way, did they? Get up there. Well, stop it, Archie, do you hear? This is the most exciting part of the game. Come on, the center forward there. Come on, man. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Oh, thank Oh, what's the use? I've got a switching of it. No, Archie, you completely ruined my afternoon's enjoyment. You and your cowboys. Well, it's your own fault, bruh. You're the one who wouldn't let me go to the pictures. I should think not. Pictures, indeed. Why aren't you out playing with the other boys of your own age? I can't. Why not? They've all gone to the pictures. <laughs> well, I just don't understand this modern passion for the cinema. Why, I haven't been to see a film since, uh, since, uh... Since they raised the prices? Yeah, no. Anyway, I don't approve of young boys going to the pictures so much. That's all. Oh, come on, bruh. Let me go. Please. Please. There's a smashing film at the local. Honest, please, please. No, no, Archie, I'm sorry. Besides, you can see exactly the same film at home on television. I know, but who wants to wait 20 years? Oh, no. <laughs> come on, bruh. Please, please. It's a smashing film all about landing on the planet Mars. For the last time, Archie, you're not... Oh, the planet Mars, eh? That's it, bruh. Hmm. Huh. Are there rocket ships in it? Yes, yes, and ray guns and space helmets and strange creatures from another world and... All right, Archie, perhaps just this once I'll let you go. Oh, thank you, bruv, thank you. And Archie? Yes, bruv? 
I, do you mind if I come with you? Oh, bruff, you villain, you. All right, come on then, let's go. Come on. Well, Archie, I'm sorry that uh, that cinema was full up. But here's a little cinema I've never even noticed before, and this one looks absolutely deserted. Well, no wonder. Look who's running it. And the next lady and gentleman, if you please. Seats in all parts, absolutely no waiting. Cartoon, newsreel, trailers, food flash, and mammoth stage presentation. Oh, yes, and a film. <laughs> well, Archie, shall we go in? No, not yet, Ralph. I'm enjoying listening to this. <laughs> I said there are seats in all parts. Two feature films, 12 rounds of boxing, ice show, amateur talent contest, suits cleaned and pressed. Uh, two, uh, two, one, and threes, please. Yes, sir, certainly, sir. Two, one, and threes, and you're just in touch. Oh, no. Oh, not again, no. <laughs> Chewing in all parts, standing at 12 and 9, <laughs> three power tens. Queuing, queuing, but there aren't any queues. Well, don't just stand there. Start one. Uh, just a minute, just a minute. Didn't you, didn't you just say that there, there were seats in all parts? I'm sorry, sir. There isn't a seat in the house. Hmm. Isn't it rather uncomfortable for your customers? Well, the kind of, kind of customers we get don't know any better. They're used to sitting on the... <laughs> get back in line. I saw you trying to dodge to the front of the queue. But we're the only two here. That's no excuse. You should have come earlier. <laughs> Look, are you sure there's no room? I just told you the place is jammed to the doors and I'm the only one on duty today. Well, why aren't you inside? Well, it's lonely in there. <laughs> I don't think you know anything about running a cinema at all. Oh, don't I? I'll have you know, young man, I was practically bored in the cinema. Oh? What was showing? Ben-Hur. It, during... <laughs> yes, it was during the chariot race that... Archie, yes. Archie, stop annoying the man when he's trying to do a job. Leave him alone. Oh, that's all right, sir. I know how excited these youngsters are when they come to my cinema. Yes. They just love to see my double features. Uh, what have you got, two heads? Yes, I use the other one for banging against the wall. Flipping kid. <laughs> well, tell me, what are you showing today? Today, oh, it's a wonderful picture. Absolutely uh -huh. brand new and all. Yes, there's one terrific scene where the girl is stranded on the ice. You should hear me accompany it on the piano. I go mad. Eh? On the piano? You mean it's a silent picture? Of course it is. You don't think I bother with them newfangled talkies, do you? Just a silly fad, like the motor car. Yes, yes, I suppose you're right. Talking pictures will never replace the old-fashioned horse, will they? Oh, you're so right. Nor will the motor car replace the back row in a cinema. I mean... <laughs> Well, now, tell me, what have you got on besides the film? I hear you uh, said something about a, a stage show, is that right? Oh, yes, a smashing stage show. Oh, we've got a comedian here this week. Oh, laugh. Oh, dear. Oh, he's terrific. Really worth seeing, he is. Ah. And uh, when does he go on? Just as soon as I can get round the back and change it to be funny at. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you coming in or aren't you? The rest of the queue went in hours ago. All right, then. Two, one, and threes, please. Right you are. Now, I'll just... Where's the boy? Where's he gone? I'm in here. It's a pay box. I'm just getting the tickets. I thought I'd save you the trouble. Oh, well, that's very nice of you. I... Just a minute. What have you got there in your hand? This is a roll of tickets. I'm tearing them in half for you. But, wait! Put it down! Put it down at once! Eh, what's the matter? What's the matter? I might as well Press. tear them all in half. After all, you'll have to do it sooner or later. But you can't. Put it down, I say. Why? That isn't a roll of tickets. That's the big picture. Oh. oh, dear, come on, Braff. Let's go over to the other cinema quick. The audience is just coming out. No, come back. Oh, me entertainments. Me Lillian Gish. Me business. Oh, flipping kid. Love the sunshine of your smile. I love the sunshine of your smile. I love the laughter in your eyes. In every dream, I dream of you. You are the one I idolize. Nobody fools me like you do. You turn the gray skies into Sunshine 
Dr. Hancock, alias Pippinhead. I certainly have my sympathy. Poor little Archie. That's enough. Stop. Hamlet talked to himself, and look what happened to him. Good morning, Andrew Good morning, sir. Nice day. Are you sleeping well? Rather. Good. I won't wake you up. <laughs> Andrews. Uh, you are exceedingly jovial uh, this morning. Uh. To a casual observer, uh, all would appear to be well. Uh. But it isn't, yeah, is it, yeah? Over to you. I, uh, I beg your pardon, see? Didn't you hear what I've just been saying? No, when you started to meow, I went out for a haircut. <laughs> Bossy lad. As I said before, something is in the wind. Oh, it'll be the gasworks. The gasworks are three miles away. Well, I was only giving you an alibi. Uh, uh, uh. I can sense something is wrong, otherwise you wouldn't stand there with that I've just laid an egg smile on your face. Well, sir, here's my homework. That question about the triangle's tricky, but... Eureka! I know what's different about this room. Your desk, it's gone. You see, trigonometry is very difficult, sir. Andrews, uh... Andrews, where is your desk? My desk? Oh, my desk. Uh, Funny, I had it yesterday. Uh... If you don't tell me where it is, you'll have had it again today. Uh, Well, well, we, 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 uh... We had to get rid of it, sir. It was finished. You see, the inkwells were empty. That's what it was. And, uh... So you think you pulled a swift one, eh? <laughs> no desk, no lessons. But you didn't reckon with Dr. Anthony Hancock. And if you sold your desk, you can do your lessons sitting at... Andrews, where's my desk? Your desk, sir? Aren't you at it? You're doing your best to get me at it, aren't you? <laughs> and for the last time, where's my desk? Oh, well, if that's the last time, let's talk about something else, shall we? Andrews, Andrews, where is it? I know it was here yesterday because I carved my name. I mean, it was right here and I, I sat on this bed. Where's my chair? <laughs> the chair gone on my beautiful desk. Just when I was getting two nice grooves in it for my elbows. Uh, I, bought you a, I bought you an apple, sir. I don't want an apple. I want my desk. You termite. Silence. Silence. I, I want my desk back exactly where it was. Facing the picture of... Facing that blank wall. <laughs> Oh, oh, so it is. Well, it, I think I'd better go now, sir. I'm wanted on the telephone. The telephone is not ringing. Well, there's no sense in hanging around till he does, is there? <laughs> Andrews, since you will not tell me what has gone out of the room, I will check the inventory to see what we have left. But, sir... Uh, I've checked it. One pencil. <laughs> One pencil? Don't anybody leave the room. There were two. What's happened? Andrews, you will write out for me a thousand times. I must not flog sir's belonging. <laughs> Yes, I'd like to... So, so, I'd That'll like, do. I'd like Andrews. to flog, sirs. That'll do. Please, Andrews. Now, I'm going to close my eyes and count ten. When I open my eyes, I want to see a difference. Here goes. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. No difference. Aha, uh-huh, that's where you're wrong. The pencil's gone. The pencil. Oh, no, my favourite pencil. That's the one I used to go rack-a-tack-tack against my teeth with. Well, now you'll have to get your head and go rack-a-tack-tack against the wall with that. Andrews, Andrews, where is my pencil? It can't just have walked off on its own. Why not? It was a self-propelling pencil. (laughs) My boy, I'm coming to the end of my patience. Don't push me too hard. Why not? I'm against the window. I mean, (laughs) if you don't return the pencil, I shall keep you in. And don't forget, I can keep you forever if I wish. Thanks for the offer, I accept. 
Hello, my dear Agatha. The bell of the ball. That's true, and I was certainly saved by the bell. But Agatha, Agatha, look at this room. There is a baby. Empty. <laughs> well, Archie did mention it. He's making it into a gym. A gym? Well, Andrews, why didn't you tell me? I, I would have approved. Why, I'm, I'm all for bodybuilding. You should, for the jerry-built thing you've got. <laughs> Andrews, my friend, was one of the finest bodybuilders in the country. Oh, yes, I heard about him. Made a wonderful job of Frankenstein. Oh, Agatha. Agatha, don't mock me about sport. <laughs> you know that the great love of my life is wrestling. Where is she appearing tonight? At the boxing. Oh, no. <laughs> Agatha, you... You misunderstand. I, I mean, I, I love wrestling, you know. I, I grab you by the neck like this, then your left wrist, a quick jerk, and... But don't just stand there. Pick me up. Oh, Anthony, that was wonderful. Let me show you one. Now, put both your arms around my waist. There we are. But that's not wrestling. Who cares? I mean to say, Agatha, what would happen if I showed that hole to my wrestling instructor? He'd be worried to death about you. Well, well, Agatha, if that's your idea of wrestling, I, I'm afraid you'd lose every time. Heaven. Heaven? I don't quite understand. How dense can you get? Do you have to be hit on the head with a brick, sir? I'm afraid he does, Archie. Oh! Agatha, if you don't mind, I'll answer any questions addressed to me. Oh, right. Anthony, there's no need to lose your temper. I'm not losing my temper, but I'm extremely sensitive to having my head pounded with the school's cornerstone. <laughs> there you go again, talking about your aches and pains and bumps and bruises. Well, let me tell you, Anthony Hancock, the only bruises you have are where you've been sitting down too hard, and the only little bump you have are where you're pleased to call muscles, and the only lump you have is your shoulders, and the only use I can see for that is to keep your motorboard off your desk, and the only thing I've got to say to you is this, take off this transiginaria, step my fingers in your face, or me a trident. What does that mean? Don't forget tonight. Goodbye, Muscle Man. <laughs> muscle Man, eh? You look more like a potted shrimp to me. Never mind what I look like to you. I'm still not satisfied about this empty room and that store. Excuse me, Mr. Bargrave's been in yet? <laughs> no, I told you last week he's gone to New York. Yes, then you told me you hadn't got a room here, but I found a room, and on the door it had Mr. Bygrave's private. Keep up, no admittance, danger, get out of it, get back, no parking. Ah, so what did you do? I went in. <laughs> oh, no, Mr. Bygrave's, it was just a trick of his to keep people out. And, and what happened when you went in? I fell 20 feet through a trap door. <laughs> oh, dear, poor Mr. Marks. What was down in the trap? Oh, just another notice. It said, I forgot to mention, mind the step. <laughs> he was a very thoughtful man, Mr. Bargraves, always thinking about women. Mr. Marks, was that his room? Well, it was his stole room. You mean star room? No, everything in it had been stole. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Arch, did you ask Mr. Hancock about this room? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, he said we could use it. Right out then. Come on, Gil. Get in there. Go on, Gil. Go on. Get in, girl. What are you talking about? Not a who, it's a nurse. Don't get excited because it's about 60 years old and I don't want to get frightened when it sees you. A horse? In my classroom? Never, never. Ah, I see it all now. The straw, the empty room. You want to make this into a stable? Oh, no, sir. No, you promised we could use it for a gym. That's right, a gymnasium. Ah, we meant a gym car there. <laughs> Come on, Neil. Come on, Neil. Steady there, Lee. Steady there, Gil. Mind the man with a square hat on. Oh, no. Get it out of here. Get it out. Don't keep waving your arms around like a tic-tac man. You'll have it racing. Oh, she's all right, isn't she, eh? Where did you find her, Mr. Marks? She was in Mr. Bygrave's storeroom. On a shelf, Mark Livestock. Oh, yes. The milkman did owe him some money. Well, you can't keep it in here. Put it in the bathroom. Can't do that, mate. I've got the chickens in there. Chickens in the bathroom. And I suppose you've got a few goats tied up in my bedroom. Now, only one. <laughs> I'll have to get rid of that one. It's frightening the pigeons. <laughs> Mind yourself, Nellie's trotting. Hey, hey, up, up. Oh, all we want now is Gordon Richards. I'll have a look in the storeroom. 
Thank you, Miss Julie Andrews. That was splendid. Your voice improves with time. Yes, your voice is the same, sir, and it might improve. Doing what? A different kind of time. Uh, 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 forward boy. <laughs> now, as we have no furniture, I have bought my own rocking chair. And what's more, it is supposed to be a wishing chair. A wishing chair? Oh, I think I'll have four pennies of this. That's right. That's right. Now, rock back and forward. All right. I wish, I wish... Go on, Andrews, what do you wish? I wish it wouldn't creak so much. No, Andrews, a proper... Oh, look, it stopped creaking. Isn't that amazing? All I did was stop rocking. <laughs> well, now, let me see. Oh, rocking chair, I wish... I wish I could see into the future. Into the future, 100 years from now. <laughs> Thank you. 
name, isn't it? By the way, it's very hot, isn't it? What do you expect? Down here. <laughs> Down here? Oh, no. No, all I wanted was to see a hundred years ahead, that's all. Oh, so you have. It is the year 2051. You have been with us 30 years. Then this must be... Uh, don't say it. It's not allowed. Oh? <laughs> Why can't I say it? We have the BBC down here. Well, then, you must be... My card. You can just read the name when it isn't singed. Ah, this? All parties catered for, no waiting, propriety. No, 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 I want to go back. Oh, I'd give anything just to see dear old Dr. Hancock again. He's over there. <laughs> Oh, Dr. Hancock, I'm glad to see you. Just hang on a minute, Andrews. My fire's going up. <laughs> but tell me, Dr. Hancock, tell me, why are you here? What did you do wrong? There's my list. <laughs> when I was your tutor, I did all those wicked things and you got the blame. What, all these? Yes. Oh, well, what, what am I doing here, then? <laughs> Uh, perhaps you're right. If you'd like to see your list, I'll get eight men to bring it up. Oh, no, no, please, please. Oh, dear. I wish I'd taken Braff's advice now. He should be along any minute with more coal. <laughs> oh, no, no, not Braff. What did he do? Oh, I don't know. Something about income tax? <laughs> Stand aside a minute, Andrews. My flame's wilting. <laughs> Where's my shovel? Where's my shovel? You can't move these days for politicians. <laughs> but, sir, it's so hot. Yes, I know it is, yes. If you're stopping, take your horns off. Huh? <laughs> horns? Oh, dear, I've got a pair of horns. Oh, you're lucky, Andrews. You've only got horns second class. Some of us have tails as well. So now you've seen it, my boy. Anything else before you collect your shovel? Well, uh, how is Miss Dinglebody? Miss Dinglebody? Oh, Agatha Dinglebody. Oh, she's not with us. She was kind, thoughtful, gentle, used to help people. Shocking woman. <laughs> well, I'd like to see her if I may, sir. Oh, that's difficult. She's not in my territory. Oh, please, sir. I promise if you'll let me see her, I'll be a bad boy. Oh, very well. Step in the lift. Right. Sky, please. <laughs> <laughs> There she is, fourth cloud on the left. Oh, Archie, how nice to see you. I'm so glad you're with us. Oh, Miss Dinglebody, it's so clean and fresh here, and you look so beautiful. That's true, we do as we please. If we wish to sleep, we sleep. If we wish to sing, we sing. Look at that group, comedians playing Hamlet. <laughs> well, I can only stay a short time. Then I have to go back to... You can say it. There's no BBC up here. Silence! Oh, Archie, I'm so glad to see you. Any news of Anthony? Dr. Hentop? Oh, last time I saw him, he was making toast for Napoleon. <laughs> yes, he's in my power and you'll never see him again. You forget, if I wish to see him again, I see him. After all, here, you are redundant. Impossible. You'll never, never... What's that? Beyond the blue. <laughs> oh, Miss Dinglebody, you've done it. He's here. He's here. Hello, Agatha. You must excuse me being stripped to the waist. Foiled again while I've still got you, boy. Oh, no, please. Come please. on. Oh, no, <laughs> Well, Agatha, 
Here we are alone. Just the two of us. Shame on you, Anthony. What about poor Archie? I'll get him back. Archie Andrews was the one who found a dog that was lost and cared for it. Oh, I'm back again. Oh, thank you, Miss Dinglebody. Archie Andrews was the one who trained him to catch rabbits. <laughs> He's gone below again. Archie Andrews also found 50 pounds and returned it to his rightful owner. Oh, thanks again, Miss Dinglebody. Archie Andrews was the one who caused the owner to lose it in the first place. <laughs> Down he goes again. He was also kind to Mr. Brown. And look where he ended up. <laughs> he was good. He was bad. Gentle. Rough. <laughs> Archie, Archie, stop rocking that chair. Wake up, wake up. Huh? Huh? What's the matter? Oh, oh, Prof. Oh, it's you. Where's your barrow of coal? Barrow of coal? What are you talking about? Oh, it's really you. Oh, oh, then it was all a dream. Yes, you probably had something to eat that didn't agree with you, my boy. Now, come on, it's time for bed. Oh, dear. Oh, I'm so glad it was a dream. Yes, that's all it was, Archie. Prof, just to make sure. What? Can I see your income tax return? We both want to teach him, but what is the good? It just doesn't sink him, his head's made of wood. What a problem, child, is he? You've heard Peter Brough and Artie Andrews in a recording of Educating Artie with Alfred Marks, Eddie Jakes, Tony Hancock, Julie Andrews, the Tanner Sisters, the Headley Ward Trio, and Anton and his orchestra. And this is Peter Madden inviting you to listen again at the same time next week when... We'll be The Pepsodent Show, starring Bob Hope. Just while the Pepsodent makes right for merry men, we'll shine tonight with brighter light. Here's Hope, that sunny gent. Ah, thank you so much. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is the Pepsodent Kid, Bob Hope, still eating three meals a day with your teeth. <laughs> I'm a little tired tonight. I just got back from the Santa Anita Handicap. I would have been here sooner, but I stopped to have my barrel pressed. <laughs> Santa Anita, that's the outdoor version of you can't take it with you. <laughs> but really, it's beautiful out there, folks. The grass on the infield is gorgeous. After the fourth race, I had some of it for lunch. <laughs> And they've enlarged Santa Anita this year, and I want to tell you, the whole place is run just like a machine, a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> I've never seen so many people in one place. The crowds were so heavy, the pickpockets had to put on extra help. In fact, they were so busy, they wouldn't pick the pocket of a tweed suit. The fuzz slowed them up too much. <laughs> one pickpocket lifted my wallet and the list of the horses I was going to bet on. He took one look at the list, handed me back my wallet, and gave me an extra dollar for car fare. <laughs> and you should have seen the automobiles out there. I've never seen so many cars that look like the backyard of the finance company. <laughs> I hear Morgenthau wants to trade his job for the parking concession. <laughs> I came late and had to park at the end of the parking lot. In fact, uh, when I got out of my car, I found out I had paid a quarter to park in my own driveway. <laughs> They say it's hard to get back to town in traffic, but I fooled them. I left before the first race. I... No, I wish I had. Skinny gave me a tip on the handicap. He said the horse can't lose. The jockey's been eating garlic, and the horse will win trying to get away. <laughs> first time I ever saw a jockey ride a horse backwards. I said, what's the idea of riding a horse backwards? He said, I have to. It makes the horse nervous to have anyone look over his shoulder. Nice horse. Every once in a while, he'd look around to see if his plow was on straight. 
He was so far behind his tail showed in the photo finish. <laughs> Uh, really, the jockey pulled him up so much, it's the first time I ever saw a horse finish with a bit under his tail. <laughs> I should have known better when I saw the jockey carrying an overnight bag. And now, and now, Bill Goodwin. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, our guest is that grand little star from MGM, Miss Judy Garland. And now, Skinny Ennis and our sixth hits of the Miss Swing Out with Could Be. Take it, talent. <laughs> Could be that yellow moon It's just a big balloon And not that yellow moon above Could be that angel face Is something out of space And not that angel face I love Could be this heart of mine Is just a valentine And not this heart of mine at all Could be a dream I see but if you're asking me, could be I'm in love, could be. But if you're asking me Bob, you know, you really looked swell out there at the Santa Anita Derby last Saturday. Bill, that's yeah. Derby. The English say Derby and the Americans say Derby. Yeah, and the losers say nuts. Yeah. <laughs> say, I, Bob, I hear the owners of the horses out at Santa Anita sit in boxes that have their names on them. That's right, Bill. There's the Whitney box, the Vanderbilt box, Bradley, Astor. Yeah, well, what was the name of the box you were sitting in, Bob? A sun kiss. Uh... <laughs> Say, how did you like that suit I had on? Suit? Where did you get that thing? It looked like it was cut down from a shroud. <laughs> Is that so? I'll have you know I was the best-dressed man at Santa Anita. I was a regular Bo Brummel. Hello, Bo. What do you hear from the other Brummels? <laughs> well, Patsy Kelly. Wow. Say, Patsy, I saw you out of Santa Anita Saturday. Santa Anita? Slot machines with horses. <laughs> Why, Patsy, it's a privilege to go to a beautiful track like Santa Anita Why, do you know what the name Santa Anita means? Oh, yes, I know, it's Spanish for hello, sucker <laughs> Say, weren't you out there with Skinny and his brother? Yeah, the three of us hitchhiked out there Didn't you, really? Didn't your thumbs get awfully tired? Oh, no, we didn't have to use our thumbs We just waved Skinny's brother <laughs> Well, tell me, is his brother that thin? Thin? Why, that guy has to wear snowshoes when he takes a bath So he won't slide down the drain <laughs> Now, wait a minute, Patsy. Skinny's brother isn't that skinny. Oh, no, listen. That guy is so thin, he just got himself a daytime job stuffing olives. Stuffing olives? Yeah, he crawls through the olives, dragging the pimento behind him. <laughs> hi, everybody. Well, hiya, Skinny. Well, if it isn't Tremble Tonsil. <laughs> uh, hello, Patsy. Hello, Bated Breast. Say, why don't you inhale once and see how it feels to rough it? Now listen, see here, Kelly You can't talk to me like that Don't forget, I'm a man, incidentally Incidentally? You mean accidentally Listen, Kelly Before you say another word Just take a look at those bulging muscles Muscles? Where? I don't see any muscles Doggone it, I forgot to put them on tonight <laughs> 
Hey, Patsy, I, I heard that your family was out here for the big race. Yeah, they just got here from back east. Back east, huh? How are things in Pomona? Yeah. Say, <laughs> I, I suppose they've been out to the studio to watch you make pictures. Yeah, they came out on the set and watched me um, work on my last picture. Say, I saw that picture, Patsy. Say, what were those swallows doing flying across the screen? Those weren't swallows. My father was sitting on one side of the set and the cuspidor was on the other. <laughs> Well, what does your family think of our radio program? Well, I'll give you an idea. I just got a letter from my uncle back in Brooklyn. Really? What does he say? Well, here it is. Dear Patsy, the Pepsodent show is much improved. You're much better than you were. Skinny Ennis is much better, and Jerry Colonna is much improved. <laughs> well, doesn't he say anything about me? Oh, yes, here. P.S. Hope you are the same. <laughs> so long. <laughs> Say, Bob. Yeah, yeah, Bill. How, how long was that big race last Saturday? Well, it was a mile and a quarter, Bill. Well, just what does that mean, Bob? Well, it means it was the horse's last mile and my last quarter. <laughs> oh, well, now, don't be discouraged, Bob. You know our motto, never say die. Never say die. Yeah, yeah open to the Paramount Theater in New York tomorrow. And the plug, <laughs> plug, plug. Well, listen, if you you ever get another quarter, I know lots of things to do with it. What, for instance, Bill? Well, for instance, Bob, for a quarter, you can get a tube of Pepsodent toothpaste. And that's the only toothpaste that contains irium. You know, irium is the lively agent that sparks up Pepsodent's cleansing power. Gently, safely, but ever so quickly, irium helps Pepsodent remove dingy surface stains from your teeth. Persuades your teeth to shine with natural brilliance. Brushing twice a day with Pepsodent plus irium is like spring cleaning your mouth. It gives you cleaner, brighter, smoother teeth and keeps them at high shining luster. The surefire recipe for a million-dollar smile is dazzling teeth. So why not invest a quarter now for a tube of Pepsodent toothpaste with irium? And now may I present one of the most charming and talented members of Hollywood's younger generation, soon to be seen in The Wizard of Oz, MGM singing sensation Miss Judy Garland. I didn't know you felt this way about me. Well, Mr. Hope, I, I used to like Clark Gable and Robert Taylor, but, but you're different. I know it, Judy. I've been told that before. <laughs> Gee, I, I've seen all your pictures, and I listen to you every time you're on the air, no matter what the rest of the family wants to hear. Well, I hardly know what to say. Imagine meeting my fan face to face. Mr. Hope, it's, it's not that. It's, it's deeper than that. You see, well, you're my crush. You're my dream man. You're my Prince Charming. Now, wait a minute, Snow White. <laughs> Let's not have a scene. After all, I may be just a passing fancy in your life. Oh, no, Mr. Hope. This is a real thing. It's lasted almost two whole days. <laughs> Gosh, and in Hollywood, too. <laughs> oh, you men are all alike. Always joking. Well, I don't think you even know what it means to have a crush on somebody. Oh, don't I? How do you think I felt last week when they told me Hedy Lamarr to lope with someone else? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't know. 
I suppose you feel you just ought to go out and jump off a cliff and end it all. Well, I want to have a long talk with Madeline Carroll first. <laughs> oh, well, ne- never mind them, Mr. Hope. I'm not like other girls. I'm willing to take you just as you are. Isn't that just too wonderful? <laughs> but, Judy, I, look, I'm flattered. I'm glad that you told me only... Only what? Well, do you think I'm your type? Oh, Mr. Hope, I, I know I'm not worthy of you, but you don't have to love me right away. But, Judy, I mean, after all, I'm not exactly... Oh, I might have known it. Are you somebody else's crush? Well, not exactly, but, well, there, there are some strings attached. Oh. Then you are someone else's crush. Well, I was, but she married me. <laughs> oh, gee, that's awful. But I can go right on having a crush on you, can't I? From a distance, I mean. Judy, with so many other handsome men in Hollywood, why did you have to pick on me? (laughs) Well, you see, Mr. Hope, it was like this. First, I picked out Clark Gable to have a crush on. But I had too much competition. He didn't appreciate me. Oh, well, what could you expect from that tap dancer? crush on Robert Taylor, but I guess I had too much competition there, too. And after Robert Taylor, all there was left was a choice between you and Tyrone Power. Tyrone Power. Beauty versus beast. (laughs) And I picked you. I guess I was tired of competition. Yeah. (laughs) I guess so. Oh, Mr. Hope, you're wonderful. Say you'll be the man of my dreams. But, Judy, really, I'm not the kind of man for you. I'm not good enough for you. Well, I pull little dogs' tails, and I take candy away from babies, and once I gave a canary a hot foot. (laughs) You're so brave and masterful. Well, maybe I am on the surface, but underneath I'm a no-good guy, Judy. Take my word for it. Hope is a louse. But you're a good louse. Yeah. (laughs) No, Judy, it's no use. We couldn't get along together. Then you're... you're turning me down? Mm, Don't take it so hard, Judy. None of the others did. (laughs) All right. You don't have to tell me. I know. It's the old, old story. It's the woman who pays. I'm sorry I bothered you. Now I know how Greta Garbo felt when Robert Taylor left her in Camille. But don't worry about me, Mr. Hope. I'll recover... Time is a great healer, but I won't forget, I never will, though you're a cat, I love you still, it has to be you, wonderful you, had to be you. Say, Judy, can a cad say a few words in his own defense before you go? Tell me, why don't you have a crush on someone near your own age? Well, most of the boys I know think I'm only an in-between. You know, not old enough to be a glamour girl and too old to go around with dolls. (laughs) Well, I hope I'm never too old to go around with dolls, but you know... (laughs) You know, Judy, I've been having the same trouble you've had. Tell me, do you think I'm old enough for Carol Lombard? Well, of course. Hmm, and I guess she has some other reason. Gee, that's too bad Well, so long, Mr. Hope I've got to go now Judy, you can't get away without giving us one of those garland specials Well, all right Would you like to hear Franklin D. Roosevelt Jones? Would I? Let's have it Hey, Rufus Rastus Brown Spread the news around All around the town About this celebration This is one thing that concerns the nation Sing the glory hallelujah Get Hosanna running through ya I am here to say It's 
It's a big holiday everywhere For the Jones family has a brand new heir He's the joy heaven sent And we proudly present Mr. Franklin D. Roosevelt Jones When he walks down he'll never will me With a name like the name that he got today When he walks down the street Folks will say please to meet Mr. Franklin D. Roosevelt Jones What a smile and how he shows it He'll be happy all day long What a name, I'll bet he knows it With that handle, how can he go wrong And the folks in the town all agree He'll be famous, as famous as he can be How can he be a dud or a stick in the mud When he's Franklin D. Roosevelt Jones Go to sleep, my baby And maybe you'll be a Democrat by and by Oh, you're a lucky baby With Franklin D. for your name Mrs. Jones's baby boy is a welcome resident. Give him a fishing rod for a toy. He's the future president. Hooray for young Franklin D. Jones. Give a cheer for the babe of the year. Oh, how can he be a dud or a stick in the mud? Just you wait and see. He'll make history. Cause he's Franklin D. Roosevelt Thank you very much, Judy Garland. That really was great. And now... Here's a word from Bill Goodwin, who has a crush on Irium. Thank you, Bob. Nearly all toothpaste comes in a tube, keeps fresh, and is pleasant enough to taste. You can expect this from any toothpaste. But Pepsodent toothpaste has all of this, plus an important something the others haven't got. The extra something is Irium. That's the lively super addition that steps up Pepsodent's action, brightens the results. Irium helps Pepsodent remove the unattractive surface stains that cloud over your smile. It brings out the natural luster. At least twice a day, night and morning, every day of your life, brush your teeth with Pepsodent toothpaste with Irium, and you'll quickly be rewarded. It won't be long before you'll say, I never dreamed my teeth could sparkle so. I never knew my mouth could feel so fresh, so clean. It certainly feels grand to have well-groomed teeth. And now Bob Hope brings you his version of that popular new song hit, I Have Eyes. Bob, Bob, shh. Yes, Bill, Bob. Listen, I have a swell idea how we can both make money. No, Bill, this year I'm going to pay my income tax. <laughs> no, that, that isn't what I mean. I think we ought to become spies. Important spies. Don't be silly, Bill. There's no money in spying. Oh, no? Did you ever see a house detective on relief? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess spying is a good racket if you don't lose your head. You can be famous, Bob. <laughs> really, you can be famous. Think of the great spies in history. Think of Matta Harry. Ah, oh, yes. Matta Harry. And think of Nathan Hale and Jonathan Daly and Benedict Arnold. I can't, Bill. Why not? I'm still thinking of Matta Harry. <laughs> But really, Bill, I couldn't be a spy. I don't know how to act. Bob, let's leave your picture work out of this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Bill, I'll go into the spy racket with you, but I'll have to get a spy suit. A spy suit? What's that? Oh, it's nothing. You just go out with a bloodhound and a black coat and vest. And what pants? The bloodhound. <laughs> well, come on, Bob. Let's get busy. Okay. The Hope and Goodwin Spy Salon, a snitch in time, pays the rent. <laughs> What's that? A Hope and Goodwin very good at shadowing people in dark alleys? Well, I should say so. They're real slinkers. 
No, I said slinkers. <laughs> okay, uh, just a minute. It's for you, Cheese. Yeah. Cheese, Patsy, that's Cheese. Take the script and read it. That's Cheese. Take the script and smell it. <laughs> <laughs> That's cheese. I'll take the script and eat it. Hello. Uh, this is Spy Number One X reporting from Africa, Chief. <laughs> Greetings, Spy One X. Where's Spy Two X? Isn't he with you? No, Chief. The cannibals had two X for breakfast. <laughs> Come in. Hello. Hello. Hey, Bill. Look, she's beautiful. What grace? Yeah. What form? What telephone number? <laughs> Hello. Hello. My name is Vanya Tanya Sonia Henyan Otkaranovich Babuchka. Oh, but you can call me Tutsky. Well, what do you want with me? Oh, I need help. If you do not help me, I shall have to kill you. Kill me? <laughs> kill me? Yes. I-, I will shoot you or stab you or poison you. Or take you in my arms and squeeze you to death. Smothering you with kisses. How would you like that? I'd like Dot. <laughs> Say, uh, where do you come from, Tootsie Wootskin? I come from the little country of Schlemilia. <laughs> Schlemilia! What a small world this is. Ah, yes. I shall never forget my last day in Schlemilia. Bombs bursting. People were dropping like flies. The streets were covered with blood. Oh, it was so beautiful. <laughs> I can see. Look, Tutsky, what can I do for you? You must save me from my cousin, the ambassador from Shlemidia. Rat-faced or repulsive. Well, what happens if I find him? Undoubtedly, he will kill you. And what happens if I don't find him? Undoubtedly, I will kill you. <laughs> What's in it for me? Uh, either way, you'll be buried with full military honors. Until then, I say, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Patsy, we've got to go to the Shlemidian embassy. Right. Hello? Oh, it's for you, Chief. For me? Hello. Mr. Hope. Yes? Say, listen, you'll never catch me, you old spidery spy, because you're just a ham, and hams can't fly. <laughs> I ask myself this as I flit on my way. Is Hope a big dope? Oh, boy, I'll say. <laughs> say, who is this? Oh, just a great big stork. <laughs> a stork? What are you doing here with me? Just looking over one of my mistakes. Come on, Patsy Let's go to the embassy and meet Ratface the Repulsive Here we are This looks like the embassy Yeah, look at that sign Embassy of Shlemilia Office hours, 1230 to 1 Treaties broken Monday, Wednesday, and Friday Goodwin, you stay outside And if we have any trouble with Ratface, blow up the embassy Right, Chief Are you armed? And how I'm armed to the teeth Hey, you better not yawn or that club will fall out. Ring the bell, Patsy. Hello? Tootsky. Hopsky. Runsky. <laughs> no, Patsy, don't run. I'm right behind you. Where's Ratface, Tootsky? Here comes Ratface now! <laughs> Greetings, Rat. Meet a diplomat. <laughs> Why, it's Professor Colonna with a Bay Rum Aroma. Tell me, are you the ambassador? Ah, yes, and I'm the president, secretary of war, navy, state, interior, exterior. In fact, I'm the whole Shlemiel. I can believe that. And who is the little wren with you? <laughs> this, this is Matta Kelly, the international spy. She loves you, Professor. Ah, my little matter. You've made me so much glatter, and all my cares will scatter because your heart belongs to data. <laughs> Professor, tell me, were you ever caught as an ambassador without portfolio? Ah, yes. Briefcase, wasn't it? <laughs> what has been your worst experience, Professor? Once, for no reason, I was held for treason and placed against the wall to be shot. Did they shoot you? I don't know, Nave. I was blindfolded. <laughs> Will you pardon me? I feel a bomb coming on. Ambassador, you've blown up the whole block. Why did you throw that bomb into the street? I love parking space. <laughs> well, Professor, your goose is cooked. Why so, Nave? I can prove that you're a traitor and have been carrying on with the enemy spy, Sonia the Snitch. What proof have you? I was in a closet and took a picture of you kissing Sonia. Here, look at the picture. What do you think of that? Hmm, not bad. I'll take a half a dozen. 
Come on, come on, Hope. Let's get out of this place. This guy's a screwball. Yes, isn't he? Who said that? <laughs> I did. And I apologize. Colonna, I'm sorry I insulted you. Silence. I refuse to accept your apology. I am a screwball. Colonna, you are not. I am. All right, you are. Oh, so you admit it. Take that. That's one tooth gone. And that. And that. Third, I'm shooting off my mouth. <laughs> Come on, Kathy. It's nearly midnight. Goodwin should be getting ready to light the fuse. Oh. Hey, look, look. The radio station blew up. Well, I... I carried out your instructions, Bob. But I told you to blow up the embassy. Embassy? Great Scott, I thought you said NBC. <laughs> Thanks for the memory If one more friend we've made With our small cavalcade It's evident that Pepsodent Will keep us on parade So thank you so much Say, excuse me, Bob But I hear you're having Jack Oakey As your guest star next week Yeah, and I'm really happy about that, Bill For that great guy, great comedian, Jack Oakey and then we're going to have Patsy Kelly, Skinny Ennis, and his band, our six hits in the Miss Jerry Colonna, and Bob Hope. Thank you, Bill Goodman. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. I have eyes is from Paris Honeymoon, and this is Bill Goodwin speaking. Don't forget, President Valerium brings you Bob Hope next Tuesday night at the same time. Good night. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for 